DJ Preach is in the back. OJ Juice McDuffie. How you feeling today, man? I'm feeling great, big dog. You know how it is, big Seth, man. You know, anytime we get some big fellas, they're just real big. Players. Go big or go home <laughs> go today. Big or go home, man. It's always a good day, bro. Absolutely it is. So with that, very excited to bring this guy in. I see him every day. So he's coaching football. My daughter's cheerleading. I get to see Kendall every day, and he's been hiding from me. I said, your big ass can't hide <laughs> can't any dunk. longer. Can't we dunk. need you yeah. in the tank. So welcome to the fish tank, man. Hey, man, thanks for having me, man. I'm not ducking you, Seth. I, <laughs> no. I, 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 I like you, so you know. I appreciate that. That's a good list to be on when they come roll in at 6'6", 280. Yeah, absolutely, sure. man. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's get right into it, Kendall, man. You were born in Petersburg, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Talk a bit, a little bit about, you know, your hometown growing up. How much, honestly, your hometown has played into the history of, of pretty much this country uh, when it comes like the wars, Revolutionary War, I think mm -hmm. Civil War, and a couple, a few other things. Okay. Um, well, like you mentioned, I'm from Petersburg, Virginia. So a lot of people, when you say that, they like, where? I'm like, okay, about 20, 25 minutes south of Richmond, Virginia. Then. That's what okay. we were wondering. Okay. How close? <laughs> right, yeah. Right. All right. So, um, I come from a very, uh, not very diverse uh, city. It's predominantly black. Like throughout my whole years, uh, grade school on up to high school, and um, a lot of people don't believe it, or they'll be like, they don't understand it. But I didn't have my first white teammate until I got to college. Wow! He was a kicker. <laughs> He's a kicker. And then <laughs> you know, those um, I attended Hampton University which was HBCU. So it was like my whole life I've been, you know, I've been the majority, right. not, not the minority um, in my, in my area. So um, come from a two parent uh, household, two brothers, four si sisters. I'm next to the baby. Um, I just grew up um, in an ath athletic path. Uh, my parents kept me involved in sports. I played baseball, football, basketball. Then by the time I got to middle school, it was, football and basketball right. same yeah, in high right. school right? so once i got to high school i was a i was a football player who played basketball basketball coach always wanted me to come out um he liked my size my athletic ability but i was uh, a football player right all right, right, right. <laughs> put emphasis on that so um i mean like you mentioned about the civil wars and things we have uh, a lot of history in petersburg um from downtown petersburg to battlefield park had the Civil War in Petersburg, like it's Petersburg's a small city, um, but it's is embedded in a lot of history. And you know, I love my city, man, and that's that's what it is. Yeah, you know, I was reading, and Seth had, had told me a little bit about about the the large free black community where a lot of uh, a lot of slaves came up from, you know, either Charleston or whatever, and actually settled in Petersburg and I think that's why you know a lot of history is still there it's probably why also such a large black community as well there um, which is like I mean that's that's what's up when people were freed at that point able to go up there and actually work and earn a living and I believe that um, we have this spot in Petersburg called Pocahontas Island and I think that is one of the oldest uh, black communities 
in the nation. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but it's something like that. Got to be close. Yeah, yeah, according sure. to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like seriously. So, um, just to see that island is still there, and you know, my bus route. We we take it for granted living in the city, but we we had kids when I was on the bus. We had to go into that little Pocahontas Island, make a few stops, picking kids up, taking them to school. So it's pretty dope to go back and now that we actually know what's going on mm, yeah. and look back at it. Like, it's, it's pretty cool. I was going to ask you that. How much were you taught that history growing up? Or did you just hear things because this is what grandma said or this is what the guy around the corner said? Because, like, I grew up in South Florida mm -hmm. and realized by the time I got to college, I knew nothing about the history. <laughs> when I got married, my wife was like, how do you know nothing about where you grew up? I'm like, I don't know. I went to school. I went, you know, so I just clueless. And it sounds like you have an appreciation for the rich history from your hometown. I, I do, but I'm by far, I'm not a historian. Yeah. Um, by any means. Um, so, we won't ask you tough questions. Yeah, no, yeah, so, <laughs> anything like that is like... Uh, All, right. But, um, All right, well, I'll shift to a question that maybe you're prepared to handle. There we so, go. So you were clearly, I mean, look at the guy's size. You said you were a football player playing basketball, mm -hmm. but on the football field, you were, you were pretty dominant in yeah. high school. And you had a lot of opportunities. Virginia, it said, Virginia Tech, you had scholarship offers from some of these schools that are maybe quote unquote bigger schools, yeah. but you did choose Hampton and, yeah. and you just, you know, alluded to that. What went into that decision making? Well, for me, um, coming from my area, like if you went to Virginia Tech, that was a place to go, you know, at the time, you know, uh, Michael Vick had done this thing up there and guys before that. So it was like, okay, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech. Frank Beamer is like a god in that area, right? right? So. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to do Virginia Tech, but uh, what held me back from that were my SAT scores. Mm. My GPA and, and what I was getting on the SAT, you know, I needed to get more. I wasn't getting it. So when it got close to signing day, they kind of, you know, backed off me. But UVA was like, hey, we still here. We had a recipe. So got to go on, got to uh, communicate with them, took my visits. We're trying to work it out, trying to work it out. They came up with the solution. Okay, let's attend for Union. Uh, military academy and for me i have a real big thing with i'm not a military guy all right as far as like the drill like you telling me what to do how to do this like i'm not that's just not i, I don't think i would uh adapt it well to that and i can adapt to just about anything but, but not um, that yeah like the demands. <laughs> you don't feel that way in football, though? I mean, sometimes football feels that way at times. I mean, but it's like I enjoy football. Yeah. You know, um, I don't come from a military background, um, you know, and shout out to those who do, and I respect yeah. them dearly, but that's just not me. It's not what I could do. So I, um, I didn't want to do Fort Union. So Hampton was like, hey, they had been on my heel. They were like, hey, we can figure this thing out. We can get you down. Right. So I took the last ACT, got what I needed to get to Hampton, and the rest is history. So you talk about getting to Hampton. I mean, that, that dominance, obviously, from high school continued. Mm -hmm. I think you were all, all MEAC, like, every, every single year, <laughs> right? You're all MEAC. You know, eventually, of course, you got the attention of you know, NFL teams, yeah. of course, the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. And we drafted you a third round in 2008. Yeah. Talk about that, you know. You know, you're selecting in that round, but your, your play obviously didn't disappoint. I mean, you, you played top round pick, which three third round is not a bad pick. Right. Yeah, you got to hit know, on you your third round hit. pick. You got to hit. And we, we certainly did hit. Talk about, you know, getting drafted by the Dolphins, coming out of Hampton mm -hmm. and what that meant to you. Well, coming, um, while in Hampton, I knew I had guys before me like Justin Durant, Jerome Mathis, 
um, just to name a few guys, um, Julia Smith, those guys had kind of paved the way for me. You know, scouts would come and look at them, but I knew, okay, the scouts in the building looking at them, I need to jump off the film. Smart. So, um, you know, I just, I worked hard in practice, carried over to game day. I was able to have success in game day. Then um, during my whole pre-draft, I had no idea the Dolphins were going to select me. If you set me down, like, I was literally telling people, I think I'm going to Detroit. I'm going to Detroit. That seems to be common. I've had that story. Detroit was like, they were on my heels, and I was kind of nervous about it. I'm like, man. Not trying to go to Detroit. Detroit, like. Is that worse than going to the military academy? I mean, it's the NFL at the end of the day. It's like, you know, so it's like whatever. But um, I really thought I was going to Detroit. So um, come drive day. Out of all years, my usually day one, you got rounds one through three, day two, four through seven. The year I get drafted, they want to go the first two rounds on day one. Right. So I was the second day guy, Sunday morning, right. um, sitting in the crib. My mom, she's in there cooking breakfast. And my phone rings. I see 954 pop up. Did you even know what 954 was? Yeah, yeah, because I, I trained at Bomberitos gotcha. uh, for the combine, right. which is a block over. And I had no idea the Dawson's facility was even a block over. Wow. And so the 954 pop up. I smile and grab my phone. I walk out the house. I play it cool. I'm talking. <laughs> it's Bill's, Bill Parcells. By far the best phone call I've ever received oh, yeah. in my life. All right. So, um, you know, it's Bill Parcells. He let me know who he is and that I bet he they're did. about to take me, you know, with the uh, third pick in the third round. Uh, am I ready to become a Miami Dolphin? And, man, I just got over. Joy just overcame my body. So, um, uh, it's a feeling that's indescribable. It, OJ, you can relate to that feeling. That's so, <laughs> I can never relate. <laughs> you know, you say juice. You know, he always, just always give me jabs. He, he didn't have to wait till day two oh. to get the call. That's all I'm saying. Okay. He thought, oh, it was really tough. It was torturing. I had to wait till the 25th overall pick. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> I should have been quiet. <laughs> yeah, see, he just kept my mouth quiet. Uh, just, um, once you get that call, man, I mean, instantly is your life changes and, I didn't even get to hear the selection because I'm on the phone with the coach. I, I spoke to Bill. I spoke to um, Tony Sperano. Yeah. You know, um, great guy. Great guy. Phenomenal guy. And um, next thing you know, I had two of my neighbors come running out. Oh, the I love screaming. it. Yeah. I love it. They see me outside on the phone. They running and screaming. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get a job out of here. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um, you know, that was pretty cool. They were excited for me. Then um, they ran into my house, didn't even knock, just went through the front door. <laughs> right. My family, they in there in an uproar. So then, you know, everything came to reality and it was off to the races from there. Yeah, so, well, it was off to the races. Now, did you guys go to church? I mean, yeah, yeah I, grew, right I grew up in the church. That's what I figured too. Yeah, so that's Sunday, she probably went there. Really, <laughs> oh, no, no, I didn't go draft day Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was, you know, getting ready to come I wanted to way. be, yeah. yeah. Wanted to be ready for when they call my name, so um, you don't want to miss it. Yeah, we've had some guys in the tank. The best was Mark Duper. Right, Mark Duper was playing a card game. Got a call. They said, "Hey, we're taking you with the second pick." The Miami Dolphins. He goes, oh, "Okay, cool." And he hung, he hung up the up, phone yeah. and went back to. He, thought he was and joking. they called him back. Hey, I, I just Dupe was a track guy who just kind of you know he was so un uh, just unworldly fast that the Dolphins and the NFL couldn't pass him up. But it just I don't think it had hit him at that point. Right. He he was more concerned about trying to trying to win this damn card game. And you so, got a lot of guys. You hear the stories. I'm sure. Or you, I'm sure you've heard these stories also that. A team will call you and be like, hey, we're about to take you. Yeah. 
And then when he on the clock, it's like, oh, so-and-so select so-and-so, and it's not you, right. and it's like, right. so right. I've heard those horror stories. That's got to be yeah, the gut so. check. I'm yeah. glad that didn't happen to me. I had one yeah, phone either. call. That was, good. And... That was one I needed. <laughs> one and done. Yep. You know, we talked about growing up in the church and, you know, how we go to church, man, suited and booted. Yes. You, know, you always got to go. I heard that you showed up to training. It's the rumor now. Mm-hmm. You showed up to training camp day one, suited and booted. Is that true? It, it wasn't training camp, but it was my very uh, first time coming into the Dolphins facility gotcha. when they brought me down. So I did come suited and booted. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I felt like it was a business trip, and I'm big on first impressions. Right. So love it. I wanted to, you know, lay that down. And to this day, people still talk about that. That's what's like up. Joe Chimino, the head equipment guy, he was there when I was there. And to this day, like last time I saw Joe and we was uh, catching up, he was like, you know, I remember – you showing up, you're the only guy that came in in a suit, and I knew from right, I knew right then that you were about your business. So, I mean, maybe in the yeah. history of the team, yeah, right? yeah, just yeah, those guys, because yeah. I remember when you know, I don't know what it's like now, but we, because they would come in and they'd fit them for the helmet and the shoulder right. pads, and we'd get the headshot and the whole thing. Those guys looked like they just rolled right out of bed. <laughs> they were wearing, you know, right out of the dorm room, you know, put a damn shirt on, right? Yeah, so yeah. you came in in a suit. Yep, in a suit. And and. and uh, Big suit. Big like, suit. <laughs> you had your that wasn't an off-the-rack man. Did you have your tailor by then? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. LV. Yeah. LV when, yeah, when nice. I first got there. Yeah, that's, that's one of the most pressure situations ever, man. Yeah. You show up in a suit, man. It's got to be... It's got to be tailored, man. You get killed in the locker room. Yeah, you don't want to have no big-ass suit on. <laughs> yeah, man. That thing got to fit your body. Like, <laughs> Maybe you don't want – some people don't want it to fit our bodies. I'm just saying. I, I like a little, <laughs> like a loose room, little breathing room in the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I got you. you know, it's, <laughs> it's so funny, man, because you and I, you know, all my little caricatures or whatever, I've always got my earrings in. You got yours in. But I, I do remember the, the earring story that happened. <laughs> Um, the training camp. He's still mad about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I can introduce it or you could talk He's about the lost boy. earring out there. The lost earring out there. something the else from my <laughs> So, so tell, us, tell us what happened, man, and how do you even have your bling on going out there to practice? Okay, all right. So, usually I never wear my earrings to practice because I know I don't want to. My, my, my biggest fear was ripping my earlobe. Right. All right. It's legitimate fear. Yeah. And I had a cousin who had his helmet, had his earrings in at practice in high school, ripped his earlobe, to this day has a fat kilo on it. Oh, All right? So... You don't want to be that guy. That, don't want that to happen. So, what happened, I had one out the night before. All right? Fell asleep with the earrings on, and I must, I must have woke up late and was in a rush trying to get to work. Didn't even realize I had him in. Right. I'm at practice. Don't realize I haven't had a man. We're doing a team run drill, and I'm going against the alignment, and I feel it comes down. It, the helmet came down on me like this. So I'm like, hold on. I take my helmet off. I got my left earring. My right earring is gone. Oh, no. Right then and there. Stop practicing. Hey, hey, hey. Wait, you stopped hey. the drill? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So I, I – and, you know, I'm I'm young. And, and I'm right, stopping I mean, the drill. Yeah. So Who was like, the coach? Who was the D-line coach? Uh, uh, Casey Rogers. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, ho, 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 no, no, no. Like, I just lost my earring. So I think Coach Sperano was like, what do you mean you just lost your earring? <laughs> I'm like, I just lost my earring. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hold on. Like, So I started looking for it. And, um, you know, he scooted the drill up about 15, 20 yards. And oh my God. I continued to look for it. But – 
to this day, man, I the issue with that it was a huge mis- mistake, an expensive mistake. Well, I bet it was an expensive mistake. But to this day, I think I had too many people helping me look for it because somebody picked that. Somebody got that earring. Somebody picked it up right? because. Man, the grounds people, they came out there. They did everything they could. I'm out there. And Lamar's got a nice set of earrings now. Yeah. Right. No, I'm right. kidding. <laughs> right, right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> to this day, though, I'm, right, I'm getting side eye like, yeah. And not to mention that that field is like putting green. Right. It's like, it's beautiful. You yep. know, so it's not like you got this tall grass where it's very right. deep. It's like, don't be on the surface, right? OJ, I'm so, I'm so on it. I take the left one out and go like this. Sitting up. Sitting you right can up. see it. Yeah. So that's I'm like, bro. The search party was a little too yeah. expensive. Yeah. All right. yeah. You, you didn't you didn't uh, question him? Like, what was that movie Inside Man where they brought everybody? I mean, you in can't and go blaming everybody because <laughs> right. who's gonna own up to it and say, "Yeah, I took your ring." Right. You got it, big dog. Point. Here, here it is. I mean, I think it probably was one of the um, how do I put it in there? Probably one of the guys who were trying to make the team or something. Right. Came across it because I don't think any of my, you know, any of the guys would have taken it. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody who's Figures he's going to be gone in a couple of days. Yeah, anyway. something so, of, yeah. get something out of the deal. That's, that's a damn shame. Right. Man, did you ever wear your earrings at practice again? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> I was checking before and everything. And then the media ran with that and said, they oh, sure they called, you don't know what I paid for. Right. You're assuming. Right. I just told you the size. And What was the size? I think it was two carries. Two or two and a half, one on. That's a good size. That's a good size earring. Yeah. To not show up. That's right. a good point. Yeah. Well, the story we read, because, you know, in, in full disclosure, we're going to call him out because we've been trying to dig up some dirt on you. Right. Jason <laughs> Jenkins yeah. helped us out with this intel okay. on this one. So he sent us a little link. They said guys were out there with rakes and yeah, shovels. Yeah. So that's true? Yeah. Guys out with the rakes and the shovels, the ground. Oh, those guys wanted to find they your gold mining. You know they what I mean? Went, they went through the headphones <laughs> 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 and the old guy at the beach. They went out there with the little machine that like sucks up everything or whatever. They swept the field with that. Then we went to the parking lot. Wow. The players lot, dumped yeah, it, yeah. sift through it. You got great support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they really was. And if I would have found it, I would have, you know, took care of the guys yeah. who right. helped me. But um, somebody got me. Well, you, yeah, I think you did take care of somebody. <laughs> somebody you took really salary. good care of them. Somebody doubled the salary. I, I hope it ripped their <laughs> <laughs> yeah, If you see somebody walking around with that big star on their, on their earlobe. That's what you get. Like, oh, that's where it went. Well, aside from the suit and the earring, you did make an impression on the field as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as I said, we like to do our research here. We, we, you know, I had to go and see who did who did you play with, and who. So I called Big Vernon Carey. Okay, I had to call Big Vernon, my guy, and uh, well, right, another guy you're close with. I said you got to give me something on Kendall. He goes, well, I really don't have much to give you, but I'll tell you a story. And I said, well, what is it? So when he first got here, and he's a big guy, he walks out. You know, he's a bit now. Vernon is not a little man yeah. either, but he said, you know, he's a big guy. But I figured, ah, small school. He went to Hampton or whatever. And he said he got out to practice. He said, who in the hell is this grown-ass man? He said, you put your hands on him for the first time. And he goes, I have not felt strength like that since, like, maybe Tim Bowens. Mm. Now, that is quite a compliment. Yeah. Talk about that. Were you a big workout guy? Or we keep we have this term we hear all the time, country, country strong. strong. Oh, yeah. I call it grown man strong. Yeah. 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 I wasn't a big weight room guy, but I knew, like, coming into this thing, like, I see burning. Yeah. Vernon is a large human. Yes, he <laughs> you know is. Vernon is a strong human. I seen him in the weight room, you know, like he getting it, he getting it. So I knew I wanted to bring it to him before he brought it to me. And that was anybody I lined up against. Right. Like, no matter how big you were, like, you, you're going to feel me. It was going to be, you know, you're going to feel me. So 
from that day, man, Vern, we used to, you know, we used to battle, duke it out in practice. Um, and it was fun. It, it made me a better player. Um, I was trying to make him a better player and, you know, iron sharp and iron. Man. So, uh, like duke it out, like fights or just battle? Oh, no, 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 no. Just give it, you know, I mean, I know some yeah. friends that fought in practice. I mean, that's part of it sometimes, uh, yeah. man. Well, no, 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 something like that. We never right? got into the scuffle. It was all, always the, competition thing you know like we just we competing we practicing right good clean hard practice right. so that's how it was but he said yeah. Ooh, he, knew it was, <laughs> he knew it wasn't no off days so right you know right. Yeah, right. 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 we hear those stories though about that country strong and timbo was the first guy because timbo mm -hmm. what was timbo's workout routine he'd show up with yeah, some timberlands yeah, and pretty untied. much got checked off you know what <laughs> i mean he wasn't gonna tell john gamble yeah hey, you know yeah. nobody mess with big tim but on test day you know he put whatever they well, what did you so three the, we saw three 315 for the, for the big guys? Is that what you guys would have to do? And he would rep it out till, and then no spot to rep out what he wanted. And it's insane. And there are so many guys in there that spent hours in that weight room just trying to get to his strength. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen. You can't do it, man. You can't grow up like that. I was that guy. Like, yeah. man, I'm not a big weight room guy. Right. You know, I mean, I can, I have some impressive numbers, like for like my hang clean and my squat, but like, wasn't a big bench guy. Yeah. I don't even know why they even test wide receivers and that stuff. <laughs> you're still fighting that battle. You're going to get results from me. Which, by the, you know, I have to say this. So you're, and I don't know who the strength coach was at the time you were there, but John Gamble was a Hampton guy as well, wasn't he? Yeah, I, believe I think so. John Gamble, yeah. who was a strength coach. Yeah. He was, he, he was player development when I got here. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. The strength coach was, um, Dave Paluka and, okay. uh, Evan. Well, John went to Hampton. I thought that's crazy. You guys never had that, and he was in player development. Yeah. Damn, John! So yeah, I have a conversation. Let me, I don't want to. Let me. Let me. No, I'll throw him right under the bus. I don't recall us having that conversation. Yeah, right, uh, I think he was a things over the years. Also uh, known for brute strength. Yeah, he was in those yeah. strawman competitions, yeah. Yeah. Oh like God. throwing. I do remember those beer kegs on trucks yeah. and stuff. That, that conversation you remember. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, you know, Seth talked about, you know, we talked to Big Vern. You know, we do, you know, Seth's always doing such great research. We also talked to one of our go-to guys, always a, just a basket full of information, Stu Weinstein. Okay. Yeah. Got the dirt. Yeah, yeah, great Stu's guy. always man. got the dirt. Love man. Stu. But he was telling a story about when you got stuck in the elevator. <laughs> yeah. What, what happened? What the hell? All right. What's so. it, I mean, what's it? Please tell me, tell, tell me, it wasn't a weight limit thing. No, 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 hey, no, 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 I may have woke up late that day. It's a lot of may have woke up yeah. late that day. <laughs> I mean, listen, well, it'd be over, it'd be hard damn South I lived, Florida. I lived on the east side, right? So, right. You knew if that sun was beaming in. Yeah. That's, that's old oh, shit. Like, <laughs> absolutely. So, on all days, boom, I hop up, get myself together, going out, get on the elevator. Elevator's jammed. It's stuck, right? While you're so, on the elevator. I'm on the elevator. So, I'm freaking out. I'm like, about being late. I have no not reception. Being, not about being stuck. I have no elevator. Like, people have nightmares about that. I have Ooh. no reception. I'm frustrated. I'm like, it, it wasn't meant for, it was meant for me to be late. Like, it's, it's what Do they I, have I that emergency button that you're like pressing? Yeah, I pushed all that shit. Maybe. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I probably waited. In, I was probably only in there about 
It's about 15, 20 minutes, I believe. Man, I still that seems like a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's me on the elevator. With no service. Yeah. yeah. So then the shit started moving. It took me down. Um, I get on the get on the uh, highway. Now I'm in traffic because I'm late, right? Yeah, 15 minutes. So I'm in huge. traffic. Come and eat. So I break out my cell phone and I'm recording the traffic like, <laughs> and I go down oh, to the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go down to the time. Come back up. So. Finally get to the facility. I done missed the meeting and everything, right? So Coach Morano was in his office. I walk into Coach Morano's office. This is my first time going into his office other than when I came, first got down. Did he use the remote to close the door behind you? No. <laughs> that's that G move. You know, you walk in and that he presses shit was that so Boom. intimidating walking yeah, into yeah. his office. Man. I'm a rookie. Yeah. I'm late. I done missed the meeting, right? I go in his office. It's fucking dark in there. <laughs> Right. Oh, Only light is coming through right. the window. He didn't have any lights on, so he's sitting behind it's his like desk. The Godfather. He got his yep, yep, yep. He got his shades <laughs> on or whatever. I walk in and I'm explaining to him what happened. And to me, in his mind, he's probably like, "This is complete bullshit." <laughs> and rightfully right, so. I right. would, you know, rookie. He late. He's trying to make an excuse, but they followed up on it, and they called the they called the building. They tell them it wow. was, a, you know, it was the elevator did get jammed. They couldn't say who was on it, it yeah. and things like that. So that did help me out. And um, so that's I think, why Stu knows the story because right. he probably, <laughs> he he probably, probably wrote up. Yeah. Stu probably wrote up and down the damn elevator three times to make sure I was working for me, Coach. <laughs> so like he about. reduced the fine big time and just sent me. I think it was like fifteen hundred, which was, you know, that's that's fine compared to what it could have been. Yeah, right. you know, right. so um, wow. being late for me, yeah. missing it, all that stuff adds up. For I'm me. impressed with the follow up. Yeah. I never yeah. would. Yeah. I just yeah. figure, you know, you know, there's not a whole lot of sensitive folks on the, in the football team. Like you're late, you're late. Fuck it. There's your. Fine. I mean, probably if that's I had, your only fine for for something like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not I mean, including the cost of the area. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Being late, yeah. So that was um, that was the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was late once. I got I got five months. Yeah, yeah. That's that all it takes. Yeah. <laughs> Did they go follow up on the story or? Well, they, they, I mean, Troy Mile, I was taped up in the cold tub, man. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. So I couldn't. <laughs> I had to be. I couldn't get out. So yeah, you yeah, made an entrance rookie, into the about meeting. My rookie year, they threw him in the tub. They threw me. Oh, they taped me man. up. No, you know, I think it's probably about fifteen dudes. Yeah. You know. The towers got bigger. 15. It was like four or five. <laughs> now about fifteen dudes jumped me, man. All big linemen. You know, a couple <laughs> linebackers, man. I, I was ready to fight them all, man. But you then know, you just realized, fuck, just you get it over what? with, yep. man. It is what it is. We're in the cold tub. I'm in the meeting late, you know. But that was the only time I got fined. Wait, 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 wait. He he kicked it. There's like a new sheriff in town. Kicked the doors in. Tried to start oh, a fight man. in the middle. I tried of to fight everybody. Oh, yeah, because they te- that's testing your man. They man. were. Yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, is like. That's a little rookie. I wouldn't, I'm not going to use the word haze because. We don't do that. Yeah. No, no, no. We don't do haze. No, no, no. That's, That's good, a little, you know, rookie treatment, I guess. I got my street cred after that, though. Yeah, yeah. I was good, man. Yeah. I was good, man. Too I was funny. Like, once I didn't fight, though, I couldn't. I was going to get, I was going to beat up anyways. But I was going to take the bumps. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this story just grows. Just since the time we've been doing the fish tank, let alone the time that you got thrown in the tub. It's great. Man, I remember I was in St. Louis and. I, I like we may have gotten off the field a little late, and I was about to be late for the meeting room. This how bad like I wasn't going to be late. I came to the meeting room in my towel. Right. <laughs> right I, took, out of the shower. I took my shower, Thank came straight shower. to the meeting room. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, some guys who were just like, bro, like, yeah, you played with a few of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've had yeah. one on this show. <laughs> we've had this one. 
That's too funny. Now, you know what? We might as well put it out there. He talked about it. Channing came on here and he's like, when's the last time your elbow was stinky? <laughs> he's like, what? He said, you know, I watched the hot spots. Yeah. He goes, yeah, your calf. You know, this way he wanted this whole thing. He justified the lack of shower. Straight shower pill guy. Man, I've played guy. with a lot of guys. <laughs> There is only one Channing Crowder <laughs> that sure. I've played with. For sure. Like, I'm man, Channing is a very different dude. He is. Very likable. He is. And very different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's a perfect segue because in that same draft class, mm-hmm. there was another guy who, who they broke the mold on mm-hmm. and, and a different dude, and that's Matt Roth. Ooh. There yeah. is no yeah. – Ooh, you see the response? Yeah. There is nobody more popular in the tank that has never been in the tank right. than Matt Roth because right. the stories of the legend – You got to get him in. Stories. You yeah. got to get Matt in. They're, they're unbelievable. So you had to have – because you guys crossed over. I think his last year here was your rookie year. And mm-hmm. so so Kendall and I, we did a little pre-interview uh, interview right. yesterday mm-hmm. – and he said, man, there was this time in Bakersfield, California. Bakersfield, I'm like, save California. it save it for the tank. Yeah. So what happened? <laughs> All right. So we go to Joey Porter's football camp. Already, you know. Right. In, in right. Bakersfield, right? So we fly out to the camp. And the whole thing was, we're going to go to Bakersfield. We'll spend the night at a camp the next morning. Then we're flying out to Vegas. They, um, they were sending private planes to send us take us over from Bakersfield to Vegas. So we're like, all right, cool. Like, you know, that's dope. So we get out there, we do the camp or whatever. Um, oh, pissed off before that. We go out one night in Bakersfield. This is a Jake Long situation. So we go out, we having fun, middle of the night. We're on our way back to the hotel. We stop at Jack in the Box. Very first time having Jack in the Box. I've never had Jack never. in the Box. Never. Wife loves it. You know, I'm an East Coast guy. is not like a, not big East. So... Sabi Jack in the box. So Jake goes in and he's like, you know, everybody's feeling great. All right. So Jake goes in <laughs> and he tells the girl, you're like, I want one of everything on the menu. And I'm next behind him next order. And I'm thinking like, yeah, right. Like she started laughing. He was like, no, I want one of everything on the menu. <laughs> so give me the menu. <laughs> she won that up or whatever, but you know, I've never it was seen like that. eighteen right, bucks, right? right, right never right. seen that shit. One of everything. So, Did he eat it? I don't know because we was in different. Uh, okay, we were on party buses, so oh, okay. we're different John. So we go to the hotel, boom, boom, boom. So the next morning, um, we do the camp. Later that day, we get ready to fly out, and we get to the airport. Now this private plane that's supposed to be taking us from Bakersfield to Vegas, I'm thinking it's like a private plane. Private. You, you, he <laughs> wants the G four, you know. <laughs> Man, listen, they had. These little ass planes, right? <laughs> so I'm on a tarmac and I'm just like debating. <laughs> like, yo, like, what do we do? Oh, so then it's like, okay, whatever. So we get on the plane. Ask me why all the big guys got on one plane. You had Joey Porter, Will Island, um, I think Channing was one of the guys. All of them were on the other plane. They try and do so a weight distribution or something? We get on the plane. The pilot, he's like... So who's on with you? It's me, Vernon Curry, Jake, oh, shit. Matt Roth. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> so the, um, the pilot, he comes. He's like, okay, we got to rearrange some of you guys oh, to balance no. the weight up. Red flag. So I'm right. like, oh, what, what you mean? I'm like, and we got luggage? He was like, yeah, we should be fine. We just got to <laughs> balance it up. So I'm like... <laughs> 
I'm about to get off this year. Yeah, like, I'm just, yeah. I, I meet y'all in Vegas. So they end up talking me into getting on the plane. So we get up in the air. I'm already nervous. I just said my prayer. So once I'm in the air, it's like, it's whatever, right? So we take off, we fly, and Matt's a very playful guy. So we're on the plane, we're flying. He's like, oh, fuck, we're about to crash. <laughs> this shit is going down. We're, we're, I don't want to die like this, but hey, it looks like we are. And when I tell you this plane is small, like dog, like, it's a small oh, plane. Man. I immediately get so serious with Matt. And I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm, like, I'm ready to punch you in your face. <laughs> like, right. I'm heated. Oh, he laughing, he laughing, he laughing. <laughs> it, was a, it was a quick flight, but man. Listen, I mean, it can't yeah. be a long once flight. We, once we landed, I said, bro, never again. Never. I think they had to go in the front and they spun the <laughs> propeller. And then, and then, like, he hit something, then he's like, man, listen, never again. Never again. So Matt, so Matt didn't care. Oh, you were, you God. were threatening him the whole thing. Yeah, like, he just kept I mean, he kind of like, I guess once he's seen that. You were legit, like, concerned? Yeah, yeah, I can literally come over there and punch yeah, you in really, the face. Yeah, really, really like, gotta get then he kind of like died down a little bit, but man. Oh, we got to get Matt in the tank. It was crazy. It was crazy. I love it. Coming in, I felt like the plane was doing this. Like, Well, the fact they made you guys move around, rearrange your yeah, seat, like, balance the How about get some of these little guys from off the other plane? Yeah. Right. Swap well, out, maybe man. do like two less dudes on this plane. Like if yeah. you're that concerned about it, let's take 300 pounds, 600 pounds off Ronnie the plane. Ronnie may have been on our plane or the next plane, but that's man, one of the guys we could have solved out. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> Him or Will Allen, like, yeah. man. But, yeah. So, that's one match. <laughs> so, how'd you get story. back? No, no, we took commercial a, back. a regular plane from Vegas. Oh, because back from Vegas, to, you went, yeah, I yeah, got it. Yeah. I got it. We flew commercial over to uh, Cali. Sure. We just flew private from Bakersfield to Vegas. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper to fly private from Bakersfield to Vegas than from <laughs> Bakersfield to, man, to South Florida. I would have rather drove from flight. Bakersfield <laughs> to Vegas than do that. But, yeah. yeah, a lot, a lot of big men on that plane. Obviously, yeah. that's man. crazy. You know, we actually had a big man in the tank um, a little while ago, man. Oh, yeah. Raekwon Davis, big Raekwon oh, yeah. Davis, yeah. and we we had a lot of fun with him. And we were talking a little bit about big guy etiquette, big man etiquette. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And Seth always us. He Seth, he knows me, man. I, I like to pick on the big guys. We saw, we heard some big guys talk about. You know, they'll put put their hands on you if you pick on them, man. Like, but also, you know, they also talk about their hoop game. You talk about your hoop game, things like that. But big guys, man, especially playing basketball, foul a lot, but you can't call foul, you know, things like that, man. Talk about, like, how big man etiquette played a part, like, things that you did, especially, like, like hooping and stuff. All right, so when it comes to that, you're one of the bigger guys on the floor, yeah. right? So they think just because you're a bigger guy. Hell yes. The fouls don't apply to you. Like, oh, are you big enough to play through that? Like, that's right. A foul is a foul. Like, call it, right? But then you as a big man, you can't be expecting every call neither because, you know, it, it's just, it is what it is. Right. Like, and pickup, it's, it's like, got to be worse, right? Because oh, yeah, I'm the first guy. I'm going to hang on your yeah, ass. Unlimited. You know, yeah, call your fouls, big yeah. fella. Call See, your street foul. ball is different. Like, you get fouled, um, you know, you talk a lot of shit, you, keep, you play through it, but it gets to the point where, like, if it's altering my shot or something, then, hey, bro, like, respect my call. Like, yeah, <laughs> ball up. <laughs> so That's yeah. what it was. I went to, uh, so you played big man in, in basketball. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we had a big ball at my house all the time, man. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to have. Yeah, you the whole team that. used to be over there, <laughs> you know. So it's like we used to have, like, Jason, Jason Taylor and Mark Dixon, who's an offensive lineman, but he played all five positions. Mm -hmm. He was probably one of the best athletes out there. Yeah. 
What was your game like? Were you inside, outside, post-up game? I was just a rebounder or you just an enforcer? I was an inside guy. Rebound guy, enforcer type guy. Yeah. All right. Um, offensively, yeah, right. I wasn't about to beat you off the dribble. I wasn't about to shoot a, you know, 13 for 15 footer or anything like that. So it was rebounds, put back. But on the defensive side, I'm shutting that down. Yeah. I'm, you eating, I'm blocking shit. Like I'm running the floor, taking it off the glass, that type of game. See, I like to have him on my team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He ain't looking to get the rock. He's looking to do the dirty work. You know, yeah, the big guy that wants to yeah. shoot threes you know, and not, nah, like, Get your nah, ass in the paint, nah, man. You know what I mean? I like that. I could have played with him for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Who doesn't want right, that? Exactly right. Especially the way exactly I right. like to run my mouth out there. For sure. <laughs> so, well, you just mentioned Jason Taylor. Yeah. And, uh, it's interesting. I went back and looked and, and so JT had that here, then gone, then here, then gone. And so, yeah. You played four years here in your first, uh, your first four years in the league, but only had two years with JT. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk about what that was like as a young guy to come into the league. And I guess it wasn't until your second year because he was in 08 and he was mm-hmm. in Washington, yeah. but to come into the league and have someone that is a, a future now in the Hall of Fame, but a future Hall of Famer at the same position, essentially. Yeah. And, and, you know, at the foundation, Juice, we get requests all the time to send pictures of JT, and, and now we send the gold jacket pictures. But if someone wants a picture in uniform, I send the picture from his final game against the mm-hmm. Jets, where his teammates hoisted him up on their shoulders, and he's, you know, he's celebrating, and they carry him off the field. Well, if you look closely enough, he had a little different hairstyle back then. <laughs> but Big Kendall's one of the dudes that had JT on your shoulders. Yeah. So talk about just that relationship. And kind of what led up to that moment that you decided you're going to carry him off into the sunset? Man, for one, but coming into the league, like, well, before Jason came back, everybody knew who Jason Taylor was, right? So I don't get moved by celebrities and things like that. But it was something about JT when he came into the locker room, like, damn, that's JT. Like, watch the guy when I was little. I'm, I'm coming up watching the guy, right? Now he's my teammate. So, um, um, end up meeting him, hit it off from the very first time, you know, I interacted with him. Great guy, great teammate, very selfless, um, hardworking guy. And, um, we used to play around in the locker room playing dominoes, that playing around, playing dominoes in the locker room. And, um, you know, I used to bust his ass a little bit yeah. and, you know, we put a little something on it, friendly wages, but, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> never, not the just football. Couldn't never, never, never any gambling going on. Yeah. That shit over now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Not with this current money. No, Let's make sure we get right. this straight. Right. No, but, um, you know, just to see how he approached his, uh, his business on a daily basis, the work he put in, in the film room, working hard, um, is walkthrough. You know, on Fridays, we, it's fast Fridays, but you know, doing the walkthrough drills, he's working his craft. You know, he's working his craft. So everyone knew JT was a special player and that, you know, he was Hall of Fame bound. So leading up to his last game, we knew it was a big thing. Everybody knew it was his final game right. or whatever. So, um, I believe it was me and Paul Solia. Yeah. We had the conversation. We was like, Hey, bro, we need to do something special for JT, like some grand. That's cool. That's so great. we figured what better grand gesture could we do? then carry him off the field as Dolphin royalty like he is. So he had no idea. It was, you know, after the game, he's celebrating whatever, and we just come, boom, we pick him up and <clears throat> walk off the field. So I think it was pretty dope, man. Um, I'm sure he appreciated it. Like I said, he had no idea we were planning to do anything. So pretty cool. That's awesome.
when yeah. I was a part of his career. Yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. It, it, immortalizing that picture. I'll send it to you. But he, right. um, you know, now, JT tries to say he was telling you guys to put him down. Is uh, initially he was. Okay. Yeah. All right. Initially he was. No, no, no. Put me down. Yeah. I, didn't know if he thought, I, I mean, I don't know if he thought we were going to drop him right. or if he wanted to get to more people, but we already had not mind. Like, shit, we're going to let him talk to a few people. Then, hey, bro, take him off the field. I would uh, definitely not be worried about you or Paul. <laughs> right. I mean, those are the right two guys. The moves on the team, My man. God. <laughs> it would take that. You know, right. If they were carrying me off the field or something, right? You know, it could have been the kicker. Could have been and then, if it was Paul, different story. You know, right. like. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Probably would have just figured something else Paul's out. Paul's a freak of nature, honor. man. You got a guy 6'4", 360, 370. Like, it's big, solid dude. Like whole different <laughs> situation. Unbelievable. Unbelievable talent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's interesting to hear you talk about, though, working on his craft and the Friday walkthroughs and whatever, because, boy, Channing will tell you that JT didn't have his, his shoes tied for the entire time he played with him on, on, on Friday. On Friday, right? That's his, that's his off day. Yeah, okay. That was his off day. That was uh, Joey Porter's off day. Um, you know, though, but those guys, they were constantly but they were still working, working their hands and things on the cans. Got now, it. We're going through, they, they working, they, you know, doing their deal. But you know, when practice actually started, then they go to the side, put their vibes on, put their hands. Club man. Stay on top. Club man. Wait, get in there. <laughs> <laughs> so now at what point? Yeah, that's right. They would send Cameron Wake in there. That's for sure. At what point of your career? Cause you know, you had played, uh, you had a long career. You played eight, nine years, right? Mm-hmm. In the league. So at what point did you say, okay, I'm in the not tie my shoes status? Or did you? Never. Okay. Never. Interesting. And the way I went out, it was like, um, I didn't go out on, in the grand scheme of things, I went out on my terms, but I didn't go out on my terms. Mm. I would have loved to go into the season saying, this is my last season. Right. I'm, you know, some playing towards it, but, uh, I had the knee injury, uh, and quite never bounced back from it. So, you know, that's what landed me with the uh, Texans for a bit. Then I tried coming back here right. and knee just never fully. Right. Allowed me to do that, so I was kind of—I've kind of felt robbed about the whole thing. Mm. But um, you know, it is what it is. I got all my marbles. Um, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm so healthy. far, so far. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not too. Early, early. Don't that celebrate too early. soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, man, that's no, a you're good. Thing. No, that's good stuff, yeah. man. Playing that position, and I was sure. able to, you know, uh, provide a lifestyle for myself and my family. Right. And, you know, I had, I had a great time while I played, but I. I do miss it. Um, OJ and I was having this conversation before this. Um, I was like, the two things I miss about the game is the locker room. Everybody. There's no place like it. And yeah. I don't, I haven't been to any other field, but that locker room right. is a sacred place that a lot of shit you say or do in that locker room, you couldn't do outside of it. Right. Right. OJ can attest to that. Right. But um, that in the competition on game day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Hard to replicate that. It is. Yeah, I've heard guys say that. Well, you know what he's doing now, though, Seth. You know, we always talk about this. You know, he's racing kids, man. He's coaching his son. <laughs> he's racing these young guys, man. You know, think oh, he can still get out. Think he can still guys. get out like that, man. You know, sometimes the body says, yeah, I can do it. But then the body says, wait a minute. No, I can't. Yep. I, um, like, like OJ mentioned, I coach, I help coach my son's, uh, little league team, the Western Warriors. So coaching the D line over there. So after practice, they doing conditioning sprints. So. Um, one of the coach's sons, he goes to Pines Charter and he's a football player. Okay. So he was like, he wanted, you know, we're running. So we get out there and when we're running, 
I see that he's running. So me being a competitor, you just know, competitive juices started pouring, right? So it's like, shit, so I'm running. I'm running. No stress, no warm-up, and nothing. Big mistake oh, on my part. Oh my Never again. <clears throat> so um, on the very last sprint, we're about 10 yards out, the very last sprint. Sniper hit me. Gotcha. Hamstring. Oh. Oh. Both or one? <laughs> no, one. Okay. One. <laughs> so We've uh, seen the guy go down with both. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, Dwayne Starks, he's one of the coaches yeah. also. Um, he played in the league, played corner. And he, um, I'm talking about, he's dying laughing. So all the coaches, they laughing like, what are you doing? What are you what? Like, So it was a whole big deal. But oh, And that man. was literally about, about a month ago. Yeah. yeah, is it still no. pulling at you a little bit? No, no, I'm I'm good now. I'm still. I haven't ran. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cautious I'm about that. <laughs> I can come sit with you guys in the fish tank, but you're not going to run your ass in one tent. Nah, that's no. not going to happen. Well, it's you know how, uh, and we we talked with a number of guys doing this. You coaching, uh, you're coaching ball as well. For these young kids to get that level of coaching from guys who did it at the highest level, I, I, it's really special. And your son needed it because, I don't know if you know this, Juice, but his son's first experience on a football field was in a flag football league. And oh. he, <laughs> I'm in his head coach. Big Seth. That's yeah, right. Yeah, That's it. right. Yeah. Now, he was a defensive stopper. That What position is he playing now? He was playing DA. Yeah. Man, he was a beast on defense. We had to work on him catching a little mm-hmm. bit. We had to work on him catching. But he was a beast. And, you know, my son, Brad had gone to play center, and so he didn't have to do anything. He wanted to snap the ball and run the other direction. <laughs> but we had so much fun, and we had our plays, our Spider-Man play and our Batman play. We had a good time. But at least now he's getting some real coaching because yeah, he just was getting babysat <laughs> when Coach Seth was in the house. That was it. Well, look, man, I know I'm going to see you uh, three, four nights a week, right. and you don't have to duck me anymore. <laughs> you paid the price. I, I, I'll leave you alone. I'll still say what's up, but I'll, I'll oh, man, you know, leave there, Coach. You, man. you one of the ones I like, man. Then you one of the ones I like. Two, two great guys, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Anytime, man. Thanks for having me on. Man, it was great Thanks to have you. Thanks, Thanks for diving in, Kevin. No problem, bro. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. dog fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank, it's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank, rocking with OJ and Seth when we dive up in that fish tank,
OJ and Seth, the devil in that bitch, the 